It's not coincidence that we are here together on this beautiful day. It's not coincidence that we are gathered in Zimbabwe 
on this beautiful day in Denver. It's not coincidence that they are gathered, oh my father, in Zambia on this beautiful day of Father Day, real Agape. It's not coincidence that they are gathered in Kenya, oh God, on this beautiful day, oh my father. It's not coincidence that they are gathered, oh my father, in Malawi on this beautiful day, oh God. It's not coincidence that some are watching on different channels, oh Father God. How I bless your holy name on this beautiful day, the 10th of the 10th. Let your name be glorified as I commit every detail of the rest of the service into your hands, O my Father. Indeed, you are in our presence. There's no doubt about that because you promised me, when you called me, you said, wherever you are, my presence shall be with you. I bless your holy name at this time as I commit every detail of the service into your hands, O God. Ruach Hagodesh Tekoma. In the mighty name of the Lord Yeshua, how much shall I pray? Amen. Uh, can someone read for me First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 to 31? First Corinthians chapter 1, verses 26 to 31. For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. Let's, let's do it verse by verse. That's verse 26. I'm addressing the church and I'm addressing those people that God would have picked for today in the various roles of leadership in the church. Can you read verse 26 again? Verse 26. For you see your calling, brethren. You see your calling, brethren. How that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, mm. not many noble mm. are called. It's not your stereotype kind of leader in your head. When God picks people for leadership, when God appoints and anoints his people, the qualification and the determination that he has in his mind and in his office are different from the qualifications and determinations of men. He says, not many mighty, not many what? Noble. Not many not many, say it again, not many what? Not many, not mighty. many mighty. Not many mighty. Not many noble. Not many noble. So in other words, what that verse says, he goes on to explain it in verse 27 and 28 from before. But God, verse 27, mm. but God hath chosen the foolish things of the world mm. to confound the wise. Mm. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And they say it again, God has chosen what? But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world. The foolish things of this world. To confound the wise. To confuse. Confound means confuse, to bring confusion in the minds of those who think. Some people say, ah, that one walks like a pastor. That one looks like a pastor. I don't know how a pastor should look like. You know, but people have their own stereotypes 
of how a man of God should look like. But the word of God is saying, God has chosen. Hallelujah. He will choose you. Whether the world likes it or not. No matter what you think of yourself, and no matter what the world says about you, the world thinks about you, what is important is not what the world thinks about you, but what the word says about you. Hallelujah. Let's proceed. I'm talking to you, the church, to those who might be appointed later on in the future, and to those who will be appointed today into leadership. Hallelujah. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, mm. and base things of the world, and things which are despised, hath God chosen. Yea, and things God has chosen the weak things. Let's go on. Let's look at the qualifications of the things that the kind of people that God has picked. Number one. And and base things. Base means lowly. The one that people might not even think would qualify to be a leader. That is the one God picks. And if you look at scripture, you find every time God picks someone, that person will say, God, I think you have made a mistake. And I'm also one of them. I said, God, why would you call me? You must have. There are many other better people out there. I even said in the book, Vision Dynamics, and I believe, I said, God, how could you pick me of all people? And he said, I'm, you are the one I chose to lead my vision. The people that, when people say you don't, don't qualify, and so many times when people are called in the office, they themselves think they don't qualify. There are things that go through their mind and they say, I can't be this. I cannot be this. But I want you to know the qualification of God in terms of leadership is not the same that the men think of. Proceed. And things which are despised have God chosen. People have despised you. They look down upon you. And it is you that people have despised that God will choose for leadership in his church. Yea. And things which are not, to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. Very good. He does that so that no one can glory. In other words, when you know that you didn't even qualify, you did nothing that qualified you for leadership, you will give the glory to God. You give the glory to God and not yourself. Hallelujah. That's what God does. He picks those who may be considered nothing and he anoints them and appoints them in the various offices. Glory be to Yeshua Hamashiach. But of, of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom mm. and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Mm. That according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. He that will glory, let them glory in the Lord. That when you now do the work of God, you know that nothing but grace qualifies you 
for leadership. God picks ordinary people. The ones who have been laughed at. The ones people say, oh, you, what can you do? So that when you begin to do things, when miracles come from you through you, God using you, you will give the glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, somebody. So you appreciate when God calls you. From Moses to all the people that God called, they all had excuses. One says, I don't qualify, I can't even speak for her. But God picks someone who cannot speak, who has a stammer, to speak for his people. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's what God does. I just wanted you to understand that as we move on. Glory be to Yeshua, how much love. And remember, I shared at some point about yellow people. It's in the book. I say, if God had determined that any time and every time a human being makes a mistake or does something wrong, if he had determined that any time a human being does something wrong, you turn yellow. I can tell you, I can even bet my bottom dollar that if God had determined things like that, this room would be full of yellow people. Some more yellow than others. But you all be yeah. yellow. <clears throat> you would go into town and everywhere you go, you would meet yellow people. You would go on the news channels and you see the prime minister is yellow. You see the president is yellow. Everyone you would see, they are in different shades of yellow. Why? Because none, the Bible says, is holy and righteous before him. Only people vary in degrees of yellowness. But at the end of the day, we are all yellow people, including yours truly. Amen. So you need to know that's the plan of God to use people, human beings, with human weaknesses. The reason why he does that is he takes the ordinary to the extraordinary, to the glory of God the Father. I want you to understand something else about an apostle. You find that in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 28 and 29. Besides those things which are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches, who is weak and I am not weak. Who is offended and I burn not? Hallelujah. That is the language of an apostle. That is the mind of an apostle. That is the understanding of apostolic calling. Can you read the first verse again? Besides those things that are without, Besides the things that are outside there, besides the things that, you know, the things that come to the apostles' office are so many. 
Besides those things that bother the apostle. Besides those things that are out there in the world. Besides what's in the newspapers. Besides what's in the news. Besides what? That which cometh beside those things that are without. In other words, there are so many other things that are outside that affect the apostolic office and the apostolic economy. There are so many other things that are outside that that, that could cause the man of God to lose sleep. But he's saying, I put those aside. Uh-huh. That which cometh upon me daily. That which comes upon the man of God daily, not once in a while. Imagine the things that come upon the servant of God. How often? Daily. I wish you could just be an apostle of, of the church just for one hour. Just be the apostle. I, I'm surprised when some people are, 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 are fighting uh, to become the apostle, to become the leader. You don't just fight to take over. Because it has to be a calling. Because things will come upon you daily. Not once in a while. Besides those things, again, in other words, he has got a basket of the things that are outside. The world is talking about the man of God. The world is saying this. The world is saying that. Social media is saying this. Those are outside. Then there are other things that come inside to his desk daily. Then he says, basket number two. Go on. The care of all the churches. Then basket number three. That's what he's worried about. He's concerned about. The care of all the churches. Because the apostle has founded many churches all over the world. The apostle, apostles are known by founding churches. Not by taking over churches that somebody else founded. No. Apostles are known by founding churches where none existed. Hallelujah. So, they have the care not of one church, not of one satellite, but of all the churches. That's what's in the office of the apostles. That's what goes through my mind. Every day when I pray, I have to think of the United Kingdom. And the United Kingdom is big. It's a big country. You are talking of England. You are talking of Scotland. You are talking of Wales. You are talking of Northern Ireland. And so many people have a confusion about this country. Some people think England is the UK. Some people think England are the British people. They say, ah, the Scottish, they don't like the British. Because when a person says like that, it means they are thinking that England is Britain. This country is anointed and blessed. It's the only country in the world which is four countries in one. They decide when they want to speak. If they know that there's a lot of money involved, they go as England, Scotland, Ireland, and other have Talking about Indiana, who is going to bring some money into the country? They go as Olympics, they go different. In the Olympics, they go as Great Britain, Team GP. 
because there's not much, there's money there for the individuals, but not much money for the nation. There's good game for the nation, yes, so it's one team. But where there's a lot of money is, when football, for example, England goes as England, and see how much they can bring in. Scotland goes as Scotland. Uh, Northern Ireland goes as Northern Ireland. <laughs> Wales goes as Scotland. Rugby, it's the same thing. And you wonder how they are allowed, even they can, they can have international competitions. These are nations that are meeting. They call them six nations, for example, six nations tour. And the six nations include Scotland, England, Northern Ireland, Wales, Italy, and France. But the other four are basically what? One country. How they manage to do that? I don't know. Hallelujah. I don't even know why I said that. We are talking about the things that are at the care in the heart of the apostle. So, apart from being about the United Kingdom, I have to think about Kenya, the church there. I have to think about the church in Zimbabwe. I have to think about the church in Zambia. I have to think about the church in Uganda. I have to think about the church in Malawi. I have to think about the church in the United States of America. I have to think about the church in Asia. I have to think about the church in Botswana. All those things I have to think about. And I have to consider not just the churches, the individuals involved. Someone said, you amaze me, Daddy. How you know the names of everyone in every country? And I do. I know everyone by name. Now, what does the man of God then go on to say? Verse 29. Verse 29, watch it. Who is weak? And I am not weak. Oh. Who is offended? And I bend not. Look at the heart and the mind of the servant of God. As opposed to your heart and mind. I want you to answer something. Or somebody. The man of God Paul is an apostle of Yeshua Hamashiach to the church. He says, who is what? Who is weak? Who is weak and and I and I am not weak. I it affects me. You may be rejoicing because there are some people who enjoy. Maybe you are the one who caused them to be weak. But I want you to know that as an apostle. Just knowing that she is weak, I don't care what has caused her to be weak, who caused her to be weak, but when I hear that she is weak, it affects me. When she is not well, it affects me. When they hear now that the apostle is coming, mm-hmm. hello, maybe Jane called me already and said, Daddy, you know, what board member did she did this and that and that we just saw but I'm just saw and just saw manje so she did this and I'm I'm really down and then I also hear Nikki is also saying yes she did this to me she did this. ah when I arrived in the satellite board member Nikki I'm not saying that's the reality I'm just giving you an example when she sees me hugging this one. She's like, ah, Daddy, but I told you about it. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, how can you 
going to hug. And she will look like, uh, what is this now? Did I told you that I've been for the past two two months and almost sort of quitting the church? No, be some church in the I know, I know what I do. You, you want someone who tomorrow will be suffering from flu, and that person to cause you to leave to leave the church. But me as apostle, I have the care and the love of everyone. The issues that are between you cannot stop me from loving each one of you. Are you hearing me? So I hope you get the message. That's what Paul was saying. Who is weak and I? And I am not weak. Uh And then? Who is offended Uh and I bear not? Hear that. So whenever you feel offended by whoever and whatever, when I hear it, I don't just get affected. I bend. The apostle gets affected when there is friction between members of the church, of the satellite. The apostle, because of the love that's within him for the church, he doesn't just get affected, he bends. You feel in your heart, your spirit, you are burning. And I pray that the real agape will not cause me to bend. You have the understanding that your father, I have got a mandate to love everyone in the satellite and love everyone in the same way. So don't expect me to not love your hater. But I hope that you don't have any haters in Agape. It cannot be Agape that's the message which will come. When you can have a hater in the house. Hallelujah. You can misunderstand one another, but according to scripture, the agape has got a way forward for any conflict, any disagreement. It's in Matthew chapter 18. That's Yeshua Hamashiach's formula for dealing with issues in the house. Are we together? So I want you to know that when I appoint you a leader, Someone will be like, ah, but then how could you appoint this one to an Akash? How could you appoint this one to be an elbow? This one is like this, like this, like this, like this. You are looking at that someone and say they are like this, like this. Yet God looks at you and says, but you are also like this, like this. So don't look at anyone and say, ah, uh-uh, I don't think that person qualified. I've had it happened a few times before that I've ordained someone. And a few days later, I received a call from someone foolish. I'll say that. And then they say, Ah, but don't you know? There's things we know about that person. How could you appoint that person to become an evangelist? How could you appoint that person to be an envoy? How could you make that person a commissioner? If you knew what I know. And I'll say to the person, If the rest of the church knew what God knows about you, you never stand in front of the church to give a testimony. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are picking leaders of the church according to God's idea of leaders, not your idea. So, let us accept one another. Hallelujah. Accept whoever. You will see what Agape does. 
yesterday you were together as saints. But after today, the one you are calling saint, you are calling them an envoy. <laughs> yesterday you were together as saints. The one you are calling saint together, you are now your friends, but your friend is now in Natasha. That's what happens in a couple. So, some of you may have woken up, saints, but you leave this room as somebody else. Some of you may have woken up as attaches. You might leave this room, maybe as an envoy or evangelist. Some of you may have woken up as envoys. Maybe you find yourself walking out of this place as a senior envoy or a commissioner. You never know. Hallelujah. Just touch up.